I was born on the 17th of November. Delve into a world of words with books and beyond. A podcast made especially for audiobook lovers. I came into the world as the youngest of five children. I wondered children. what Her Majesty would be like. Fie upon you, limpid one. Why have you taken... Immerse yourself in gripping stories and timeless classics from the comfort of your own personal space. Sun Tzu underlined three points on the context game initiative. There was initiative. no better wine and not to mention... The Whether you're a bookworm or a casual listener, our carefully curated selection of audiobooks will transport you to new worlds and stir your imagination. Subscribe to Books and Beyond and start your audiobook adventure now on radio.cgtn.com or your favorite podcast app. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable. I'm Lai Ming, joined by Niu Hongling and Yang Guan in the studio. Coming up, Chinese culinary culture is the new growth engine in China's market for food and beverages in tastes that our ancestors probably had not been able to try. There are tremendous business opportunities. What has led to the changes in the marketing landscape? In Motivational Monday, we will each share an inspiring quote, giving us the strength to embrace the challenges of the coming week. Now, the term guochao is a new invention, indicating something new and fashionable, yet is tapping into something hmm, already in existence. So first, what is guochao and why is it a thing? Well, I feel like guochao needs to be trendy. They should be consumer goods with Chinese classic elements. It either looks uh, with Chinese element design in it, or it has some tradition embedded in it. And you'll know more when we start our discussion, especially mm-hmm. in the food part. So the term guochao itself is a good explanation of its of this word, because guo represents the Chinese classics, and chao represents the contemporary. So it's something trendy, it's something um, that has inspired more people to make this classic or this, I- this Chinese icon or Chinese IP thing blend it into this product and make it, you know, trendy and stylish. It's domestic and chic. Hmm. And fashionable. Mm -hmm. Isn't it natural for consumers to buy locally produced products, especially in a manufacturing hub like China? I mean, there are exceptions, of course. For instance, in the U.S., I mean, it's got the advantage in, in its dollar. It's very strong and therefore it can allow the country to get very cheap imports, so living standards and consumer prices aren't exactly very high in that country, so it makes sense for them to buy international. But for a manufacturing hub like China, isn't it natural for people to want to buy domestic products? What is it? Why is it that Guochao is a new thing? Why, shouldn't it always be like that? What What is distinguishing this round of Guochao from let's say, what people have been doing for thousands of years. Well, I feel like for our generation, actually, we have um, personally experienced this change. That is at the very beginning. Of course, we start with domestic products and we like them. We are familiar with them. And later on with globalization, with China started to tap into the international, uh, let's say, market, Mm -hmm. we, we are exposed to a lot of international brands and we like those brands. And for a short period 
period of time, I feel like those international big brands are just like they represent high quality. They represent good status, even and good management, good management, so good product management as well.、Right. And after a while, we started to again see the beauty of the domestic brands. Started to see the beauty of made in China, and luckily, the love is mutual. Our love to the domestic brands are paid off because the brand domestic brands are trying really hard to cater to consumers' needs as well. Not only in terms of reinventing their icon products, but、mm. in terms of they started to put some new ideas, started to reinvent and to, let's say, not only.、Um, Try to make their main products better, but to create new products, but to make the package even better, and to、uh, blending a lot of cultural elements and aspects into whatever it's the thing they're providing, it's the products they're selling, or sometimes even the. Advertisement they are making, so all these fronts started to attract not only our generation but young Chinese as well to put an eye on this Guochao trend again. Totally so, agree.、Uh, yes,、yeah. but please go ahead. <laughs> yeah,、um, I think it reflects the, the phenomenon that we are more confident now about our own culture, the traditional Chinese culture. And food-wise,、um, we want to restore the flavor of what the ancient people had. Oh, we had. want a lot. Yes. <laughs> so yeah,、um, and with the traditional Chinese designed package, and it just you know tell people,、um, okay, I have something the American doesn't have. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's confidence, I guess. Yeah. I think it all started with the traditional food for festivals. At, at the very beginning, I remember yuebing, the mooncake,、mm. zongzi, the sticky rice dumpling, yeah, and also tangyuan, the、um, rice ball dumpling. Sticky rice ball, yeah. Sticky, yeah. Sti- it's hard to it's translate. It's always sticky. I think it's always sticky. It's <laughs> always rice ball. It's always dumpling. But all these things, they they are part of a very important festival tradition here in China. Yes. And from From there, people started to realize food can be not only about food. So people started to reinvent.、Um, for yuebing, for instance, for the mooncakes, you started to have different styles of yuebing from different parts of China. That's for sure. That's the very first step. And then you started to put a lot of different ingredients in the mooncake. So not only flourish, but also sometimes meat, exotic fruit, exotic fruit, and Stinky tofu in a period which I、North、dare not、Sydney. to try. <laughs> yeah, that River too. River snail flavored. Stick- yeah, so yeah. that's the second stage, and then you started to see people putting in these cultural elements as well. Because, for example, Forbidden City is a really good example. They are doing really well in in putting. I feel like the the spirit, the cultural spirit, the cultural essence into in in the making of not only food product but all the other byproduct of their brand. Oh yeah, what's the cultural essence they're trying to put in? Well, for instance,、um, royalty. Royalty is one thing. <laughs> They would put、uh, royal. Let's say related sayings on the package of the mooncake,、right. and they have special design for the mooncake. Actually, the interior, they have.、Um, 
let's say made adaptation to a package to a box of the mooncake, and the interior of the hollowed out. Gift box、mm-hmm. features the image of a white rabbit from the National Museum's collection artifact, and right,、uh, white rabbit is definitely a thing for、mm-hmm. the Mid Autumn Festival. And the Moon Palace Browns mirror, they call it that,、uh, is depicting the scene of the jade rabbit. Again, it's the same rabbit, pounding medicine. Pounding jade rabbit pounding medicine is a plot in traditional Chinese folk tale. We believe there is this jade. Rabbit living in the moon,、elixir. yeah, with、There. that ultimate beauty, Chang'e on the moon, doing that. So by placing a light source inside the box, covering it with the paper cut lid and projecting the light and shadows onto the ceiling, you can not only enjoy the very tasty mooncake, but also kind of like invite the full moon and the jade rabbit from within the moon into your home.、Mm, See, sounds romantic. Yeah, romantic and cultural element embedded in. Maybe in this case, not the mooncake, but definitely the mooncake package. Hmm. Yang Guan, you're into romance and romantic stuff, <laughs> like <laughs> some, you, a mooncake. Yeah. Would you buy a mooncake as such because of the gift box? I would put it this way: I'm not that type of person <laughs> who, who are not really into not the target consumer here. <laughs> yeah, but one thing I'm really um. Um, amazed is that、um, we we have this now a product of Mongolian milk tea、oh, uh, yeah. in a coffee cup. In a coffee、uh, cup. I'm from Inner Mongolia. I'm a Mongolian, and、uh, we oft- often have this、um, Mongolian milk tea, which is salty.、Uh-huh. Not very often.、Um, love it. Oh, you love、uh-huh, it. Uh huh. I love it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we often have this、uh, Mongolian breakfast、um, put. Some bread, dairy product,、um, cheese even, and and some dry meat, dry beef into the Mongolian milk tea. That's a fancy breakfast for us. And now they have this product,、um, uh, milk tea powder, and all those little packages of all these ingredients、yeah. in, into bags and.、Uh, you, With a boiled a cup of boiled water, you can make you a fancy Mongolian breakfast, Mongolian I, milk tea in just one coffee cup, and it's totally really fancy designed. Yeah, and this is popular across the country, or at least in big cities in China. I don't think so. It's just a a thing, I guess, in in the Mongolia only. But I hope it can spread、uh, nationwide. Of course,、mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's the second trend. That is not only are they putting a lot of des-、uh, a lot of heart in designing the package and also the pattern on the mooncake. It started from the traditional festive festive food to regular snacks.、Mm-hmm. They are doing a lot of adaptation changes and innovation to regular Chinese style snacks, putting Chinese elements in design of some some. How people would conceive it as Western desert、uh, desserts, and also putting a little bit of Western elements in traditional Chinese desserts.、Mm-hmm. So、uh, the question I was meant to ask、um, Yang Guang was, given what you know about what's going on in terms of Guochao,、uh, the domestic and chic style, or the fashionable and the national kind of style,、um, you 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 are familiar with the what. With the, what the consumers, what the retailers and the manufacturers are doing, and 
we also agree that in fact uh, this trend not only involves traditional Han culture but also from other ethnicity they are also contributing to this trend um, if you were for instance a business owner hoping to expand your franchise with regard to your uh, milk tea formula <laughs> what is it that you hope to do I mean what would be the first step given what you know about what these uh, retailers are doing I guess the the business insiders they really want to give their products a touch that stands out and differentiates their products from mm -hmm. from others that's what I guess most retailers do right now um, if, if you go to the Yuan Tan Park in Beijing, uh, you will find those ice creams. Yeah, uh, popsicle. Yeah, with, with some some Yuan Tan iconic spots shape, and uh, yeah, I guess that's what they are doing. They are trying to do uh, at the moment to really extinguish their products from from others, because decades ago, I mean, back, I mean, five years back, we can almost find the same products at every scenic spot in different cities like in in Hunan or in uh, Shanxi you you will find some Beijing uh, Beijing products um, souvenirs with the Great Wall or the Forbidden City uh -huh. th those um, refrigerator batch mm. yeah with, with those products so you can you can buy it everywhere in China, but now they want to make it localized. I guess that's the trend here. Mm -hmm. yeah, what about social media? Do you, if you were to run a business uh, based on your own milk tea, would you, would you leverage social media? I mean, there, there seems to be a trend that a lot of the retailers are trying to tap into. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny. A massive uh, <laughs> campaign on social media. I found this product, the, the the milk tea product through social media, through Douyin, uh, the Chinese TikTok, uh, they they don't really stream live um, the product uh, like in that other cases. They they really um, shot a video, um, very interesting video um, about it, and you and you really have this desire okay let's try this mongolian milk tea and um, because back home um the milk tea is only available at home and mom's milk tea is the, always the best and when they put it a, a manufactured product you want to figure out okay um let's let's try it it's the first time i've seen this let's try it it gives you the curiosity to you know try out something new yeah, so Yang Guang, the Mongolian milk tea product, I would say, shop owner. Let me give you a little <laughs> bit of advice from your fellow <laughs> shop owner, the vice president of Cha uh, Bai Dao. That is a popular, let's say, milk tea or bottled, instantly made bottled or um, just, you know, made at scene bottled tea product here in China, and his name is Wang Xuehong, and he gives some insights. Basically, he's saying that buyers of new tea 
based drinks have more buying options, and they are not that loyal to certain brands. They would go for products instead of just the brands, which、mm. showcases actually a lot of brands here in China are trying to roll out their iconic product. And actually, myself have seen this、uh, trendy video made by one of my favorite bloggers in TikTok that Yang Guang mentioned, Chinese TikTok Douyin. He would have this、uh, milk tea tasting. Series of each month, and he would taste around dozens of milk tea every time. And every month, he would publish such videos four times, which means every month you get around forty different kinds of new. Tea-based products here in China, and you get to、wow. choose from the ones you like. So people are being really inventive. Look at that, Milky Tea Drinkers Digest, <laughs> <laughs> updated every week. Every week, that's amazing. <laughs> and also, we have Zhang Jun, Vice President of Haiti, giving more information about local or let's say seasonal fruits being a very important part of the tea-based drink industry. Huangpi, ah. 桃李呀、啊，等各个地方的时令水果，也通过变身茶饮产品而走红。Specifically, saying that peaches, plums, or these different kind of trendy、uh, fruits are getting into the beverage, and more consumers are willing to pay for products that are different or that highlight China's national freshness at that that period of time.、Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of information. So consumers are going for seasonal fruits. So for anything that's novel, that's trendy at the moment, there's. Practically no loyalty to a particular brand. Isn't this making the game all the more challenging? And how are businesses supposed to stay in the game, stay relevant in the lives of consumers, if if the the needs are just constantly changing and fluid? Oh, it's totally a buyer's market. You guys, including Yang Guang and your, <laughs> and milk, your milk tea, tea. <laughs> and your milk tea, Mongolian milk tea, you need to try harder. You know, you need to invent new ingredients to put into the milk tea. We're familiar with the bubble milk tea already. Now you need to make your bubble very chewy. Not only chewy, sometimes explosive. We talked about this a little bit before the show. That is the explosive bubbles. They're not really explosive. It's just when you crush it in your mouth, a little fresh. And a little bit icy and very nice taste of juice would explode on your tongue, and then you feel that tiny little stimulus makes you feel extra happy. So you would choose Yang Guang's business again next time. And、mm -hmm. not only that, people are also、um, let's say trying to roll out some other kind of product with the theme of. Famous and lovable icons. Previously, I've seen one with Wu Ling Wai Zhuan. That's one of my favorite TV shows.、Mm -hmm. They have a Wu Ling Wai Zhuan.、Uh, I that is an IP that's been linked with a Nai Xue 的茶 That is a、oh, traditional、okay. Chinese tea-based drink brand, and they have been using that to、um, using that as an inspiration to design their packages, to design the look of the cup, and all these. Efforts should be put into this business, which would make customers like me happy. That's a lot of care and study and research being put into the development of new products, new business models, new management styles. Is that why we are seeing the rise of domestic brands as compared to international brands? Because honestly, it 
takes, uh, you know, agility and acuteness and a certain level of understanding about the Chinese customers, customers and the Chinese market, to be able to adapt at this cutthroat competition. And international or multinational companies, given their long command chain, might uh, find it difficult to catch up with the changes.、Mm, yeah, I guess. Uh, sometimes you you gotta be innovative, imaginative to mix things together, and as long as it doesn't really catch fire, then you might end up with something new.、Um, I mean,、um, you just suggested adding something new to the Mongolia milk tea. I agree, and、um, maybe yeah,、uh, add some something different to it, make it Irish even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have something new: mango-flavored Mongolian milk tea. I mean, <laughs> mango, given it is a tropical fruit,、uh, rarely seen in that part of the country. In, in, in Mongolia, might be a, a very nice innovation to be introduced、Indeed. to the business model. So you're listening to Roundtable. We're doing a special series on Guochao. It's uh, called. Uh, Riding timeless traditions, riding the waves of Guochao. We are talking about food and beverages today, and、uh, in the coming week we will have more、uh, look into、uh, other brands, costumes, clothing, perhaps、music. even furniture, music. So、uh, stay tuned on Roundtable this week to get more on Guochao. You're listening to Roundtable. Up next, Motivational Monday. Mo- 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 motivational Monday. Welcome back.、Uh, this week we begin with、uh, Yang Guang. What's your inspirational quote for the week? Well, my special contribution to Mot- Motivational Monday would be a quote from former world boxing champion Muhammad Ali, and his quote would be, "Don't count the days, make the days count."、Um, see, it seems there's a trend now. We we count the days、um, at work. I saw numerous videos on social media. Playing this meme using movie clips to express what does it feel like on Monday? What's like on <laughs> Tuesday? Obviously,、uh, in most cases, Monday would be devastation. I remember a video post、uh, where this man depicts Monday with the movie scene when someone has a an unbearable headache.、Um, they are hilar- hilarious to watch, but if you think about it, reflects it reflects our mindset at work, which is. We wish the weekdays would pass as quickly as possible before we embrace the weekends.、Um, however, the more we count the days, the longer these days will last. So just drop it and focus on whatever work you are involved with. Concentrate on those steps, solve the problems, get it done, and、uh, you will find the day ends earlier than usual. By the end of the day, you might probably avoid those feelings like, "Okay, I survived another day." It can be, "Okay, a lot has been done today. Very productive." What matters more is that you truly accomplish something. You make things happen, and you grow in this process.、Uh, sometimes it's just a game of mindsets. Just switch it. Don't count the days. Make the days count.、Mm-hmm. Every little. Uh, improvement. Every little、uh, thing you do that helps you feel better might make the day count. And、uh, you don't even have to do something major. Just 
make every day count. Exactly. Niu Hongling, what's your uh, motivational quote this week? Well, actually, August 19th is the Doctor's Day here in China. Some people would also translate it as the Medical Workers' Day, Yi Shi Jie, here in China. Uh, and because it happens... During the past weekend, a lot of celebration activities have happened across the country. We have um, some people, or actually some doctors would go see patients on a voluntary basis to celebrate this day. And you see some would honor leading doctors with all kinds of titles in mm -hmm. a way to pay um, let's say gratitudes, give gratitudes to the doctors that have been safeguarding our health, sometimes even our lives for, well, every day in a year. And some would even have these kind of activities in neighborhoods and some hospitals actually shot some really fun short videos. And <laughs> I watched some of the short videos and I got really motivated because I see a lot of young people echoing our first topic today, join the medical industry because actually here in China we have this perception that doctors or being a doctor is a tough job it's a tough commitment that you are not looking at a really lucrative um, job uh, compared to especially Western countries you are looking at a job that maybe you would have to learn on the job your entire life. Mm -hmm. You have a lot to do every single day and you would be looking at a graveyard shift every four or five days and you have to take care of hundreds of patients in that world and it is a tough job. But in those videos, I see more and more young people joining the profession. They're passionate, they're having fun and they are learning and they are happy about learning new things and I see them giving all these little tips to patients and to their fellow doctors saying that stop stealing my pen I would buy a pen and put it in the office but stop stealing mine and they talk to patients that it's okay if you cannot get a registration with the top expert in that field you can just book uh, you can just get a registration number from me and if I cannot put give a right diagnosis, I would definitely call for help from my teachers, from my bosses, who are those experts that you didn't successfully get at the very beginning, they'll come and see you. And these little clips that I watched make me very, very happy. So I picked two lines about doctors. They're not particularly motivational for your week, maybe, but I feel like these are nice quotes worth sharing. Uh, the first one being, God cannot come for us all the time. That is why he sent doctors for us. Aww. And the second one is, doctor is the profession where knowledge, power, and heart come together. I think they're very true. And great, great thank you. A big thank you to all the doctors out there. Right. My quote also coincides with the topic of the day, and that is caring. I have a quote from American cultural anthropologist Margaret Mead, and she said, Never believe that a few caring people can't change the world, for indeed, that's all who ever have. Her study must have given her ample examples to prove her point, being an anthropologist. But even without the research and academic background comparable to Ms. Mead, we can recognize some level of truth in her remark. It's natural for the average people to feel powerless 
in the face of major issues like climate change and protecting everyone from the next big typhoon. But like many other species on this planet, and perhaps even more so, we humans are social beings, and there are great potentials if enough of us care about something, and decides to pull our intellect and strength to make a change. We just have to start caring first, and then the solutions will come to us. So many times in our lives, we we look at a issue and think, "This is too big. This is overwhelming. This is beyond me." And this is perhaps for the management, for the higher ups to to think about. Roshuja uh, Mojja, we have an, in fact, an ancient saying uh, dating back thousands of years. But it really matters if we begin to care, if you begin to care, if enough of us begin to care, and when we come together, when we talk about issues, when we pull our strength and our our wisdom and our intellect. Well, maybe we'll just find a way to solve the problem. That's what we have been doing so far、uh, since, well,、uh, Homo erectus or Homo sapiens started,、uh, you know, walking on their two feet and,、uh, you know, looking for solutions. That's what we do, and we begin by caring. That's all the time we have for this discussion today, and thank you for listening, and、uh, stay tuned for more. <laughs>